We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. We have a power. And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up upon a single person. And then everybody else will stand. A gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs. A Tampa Bay pastor has been arrested. Sentenced to a week in she jail. She also tore up a cease and desist letter. We have a posterity waiting for us to say, we will not comply so you will be free. We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future where our children will not have that option. Why do we sit down when all should be standing? And why do we back down at the grid? Rise and shine, liberty loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K R I S A N N E H A L L dot com where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. So happy to have you guys with us here this week. Happy to have you with us here on this beautiful Wednesday. Uh, happy to see everybody in the chat room. We've got, we got to tell uh, Dale and Lucy, we've got some people from Bentonville in the chat room today. Cool. That's really, really awesome. Excited to um, have the opportunity to have a liberty-loving day with you today. How are you doing today, JC? Fantastic. All right. Uh, can I get the steering wheel back? You may not. Okay. All right. Well, so glad that we have get, we are getting really fantastic news about the movie Noncompliant. Lots of wonderful people contacting us and telling us how they love it, how they're sharing it. We're actually in a big conference here this week at our church in Tampa. And so many people coming up to me that from all over the country, we've watched your movie. We share your movie. We've, uh, you know, we, we love what you're doing. We love what you're saying. Come teach us, you know, these things. But remember, you can go to libertyfirstsociety.com and you can get our teaching without actually having to have us with you. Hey, JC, you know what today is in history? What is that? Today, I have it here. Oh, I got it all way down here. Uh, today, okay, so I thought it was closer to that than it was. Sorry. Uh Oh, come on now. All right. Never mind. Maybe I'll find it in a minute. I had texted it. Oh, here we go. Exactly 234 years ago today, Federalist number one began to appear in newspapers across New York State, and the public debate on the Constitution begins. Nice. Federalist number one, written by the alias of Publius at this point, it was Alexander Hamilton writing Federalist number one, getting the public discussion on the Constitution of the United States. And that was 234 years today. And today is, what day is that, JC? Today is October 27th. I think it's awesome. Hey, guys, a um, couple things coming up. If you are in Florida, just a reminder, if you are in Florida, 
we have a big assembly happening in Tallahassee, Florida, which is our state capital. Uh, and I'm not sure if you're aware, but the governor of Florida has demanded a um, special session be called of the Florida legislature to have the Florida legislature pass legislation to stop the vaccine mandates in Florida. And so we want the legislators to pass HB 75, stop the mandates, the vaccine mandates in Florida to protect the choice of the people and not the profit of big pharma. And that's going to be November 3rd, 2021 here, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the old Capitol steps. And we're, we're building quite a great lineup of speakers that are going to be there. And I'm, I'm really, really excited about that, JC. I think it's going to be really wonderful. The next thing on our agenda is I have decided to do a live webinar. Now, look, guys, this is the first live webinar that I've done for uh, the public. And I just want you guys to know so you can sign up, you can share this. It is available uh, in on my Instagram it is also available on my Facebook page. I will be posting it on LinkedIn as well. But it will be Monday, November 1st from 8 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We did it at eight from 8 to 9.30 so that our West Coast followers could also be involved. Now, this is a live webinar. Uh, religious exemption in the workplace. And on the notice that we have here published, there's a QR code that will take you to the link to get registered. And there is also a, a short link there if you can't use the QR code to get to the register. Now, the price is going to be $10 per person. $10 per person uh, to pay for the webinar place and to also uh, make an investment. Uh, I think that we have to get in the habit. JC should pop in here probably and back me on this. But Thomas Paine said this, what we achieve too easily, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. And so we as constitutionalists, we as conservatives have stopped, have to stop being socialist in our financial practices. Amen. Thank you for that. Amen there, JC. So anyway, there you go. Uh, $10. I don't know of anybody that would pay $10 for an hour and a half with a constitutional attorney. I mean, seriously, if you're just going to break it down to the brass tacks of it, uh, $10 for an hour and a half of a constitutional attorney to explain to you how to get a religious exemption in your workplace, to, to, to explain to you the constitutional issues, the legal issues behind that for $10. I don't think you're going to find it anywhere. And can I just be plain and upfront with you? Uh, if you $10 is something you don't want to pay, then maybe it's not of value to you. How's that sound, Jason? Is that kind enough? That sounds great. I think you donated too much of your time to them right there. Donated too much of my time. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's the price. Thank you. Have a nice day. That's the price. Thank you. And have a nice day. You know, it's, you know what, JC, you're absolutely right. Because here's the thing I've gotten, I've gotten into the habit of trying to explain to people why I have to charge for things. If you have to explain it, then I mean, you're, you're not talking to people you need to talk to. So whatever, mm -hmm. go away. It's stupid. If you're that dumb, yeah. you're not the audience. Yeah. Bye -bye. So you don't have to be, it, this is live on the internet. It's not, it, it won't be broadcast on Instagram. It will not be broadcast on Facebook. Uh, I saw some people chatting about that in there. Let me put that back up there. So you realize what it is that I'm saying. If maybe I didn't communicate clearly, if you want to be a part of the webinar, you have to go to this link right here. The R type that in, right? Yeah. Go ahead, JC. You can type that in. It's a short link. Put me there. RB. Oh, sorry. RB dot G Y slash three C W E N J. 
That is the short link, rb.gy slash 3CWENJ. And like I said, you can go to Instagram, you can go to Facebook, and you will be able to go to LinkedIn shortly, and you can get the picture, you'll have the QR code, and you'll have everything there for you to join us. So it's going to be on the internet. It's not going to be live streamed anywhere else. So I'm really, really hoping that we can, I'm doing this, JC. You know, I've, I really thought about this. I hesitated about this because I don't really like teaching like this. It's not my optimum thing, but you know how swamped I am with questions about this. And everywhere I go, JC, without a doubt, every single place I go where people who know who I am, like the grocery store, I cannot go to the grocery store anymore without somebody coming up to me and saying, hey, Chrisanne, my job is, is mandating the vaccine. Yes, they're going to be. I've been told they're going to be mandating the vaccine. How do I, you know, what do I do? So this live webinar is my effort to reach as many people as possible. And so there you have it. There you have it. Speaking of healthcare. I wanted to cover this story today because there's two big stories I want to cover um, because th they are great teaching moments. This one is a teaching moment in so many ways. Montana's attorney general, according to the insider, Montana's attorney general went rogue and sent a state trooper into a hospital after doctors refused to give COVID-19 patient ivermectin, officials say. Okay? So, first off, the headline is not only wrong, it, it contradicted, it is contradicted within the article. The author, Michelle Mark, obviously knows the headline is wrong because unless she didn't write the article that actually has her name on it, she will see. Yeah, I, the, I think the other way around, uh, oftentimes the writers are not the ones that make the, that create the headline. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, then somebody created the headline who actually never and even uh, wrote or, or never even read. Or misread. The headline um, because here we have right here in the article Louis O'Gallagher the Lewis and Clark County attorney said in a statement to the insider he had not approved the troopers visit well I guess maybe that could still be the attorney general right, right. so maybe I misread it so anyway the Lewis and Clark County attorney said in a statement to insider that he had not approved the uh oh yeah here it is um the troopers visit and never received an incident report from the highway patrol here we go this is this is it but a spokesman for the attorney general's office kyler neil narison said gallagher had no authority over the mountain highway patrol and would never what did, what did you, montana highway patrol and would have never received an incident report so uh, apparently, the attorney general's office is also denying any associate. I mean, that's sort of a roundabout kind of way to deny it. We don't have authority over the Montana Highway Patrol, no, no, so we saying, wouldn't be sending people there. No, no, it says they didn't. They would. They wouldn't send this guy a report. No, he says we have no authority over the Montana Highway Patrol. And the headline says that the attorney general sent us the highway patrol to the hospital. So the guy from the attorney general's office says we have no authority over the Montana Highway Patrol. And we would not have received an, an, inc an incident report uh, to do anything with that. So that's the whole thing. So the incident report would have sent from the hospital. The uh, the incident report would have been saying somebody at the hospital is not getting the treatment they want. So that's how that works criminally. The incident report would go to the highway patrol or to the local sheriff's office. And this is saying, hey, we're the attorney's general attorney general's office. We do not have the ability to dispatch a state attorney general. 
right here. See, we don't have we don't have the ability to dispatch that. Right. Are you missing that? So the attorney general's office doesn't have the authority to do that. But anyway, that all aside, the attorney general says they don't have the authority to dispatch a state trooper to a hospital and they would have never received an incident report that would have made them dispatch to a hospital. So there is at least confusion in this. But here's the thing. This is what I have talked to you guys about before, about patient care. This hospital, where is the name down here, is the, the hospital refused to treat an 82-year-old COVID-19 patient with the drug ivermectin. The hospital is this one, St. Peter's Health. Now, I have mentioned to you, to everybody before, that if you're going to the hospital, if you have a friend or family member that's going into the hospital, the very first thing you must do is get a copy of the patient bill of rights. And within the patient bill of rights, you will see the rights of the patient, which include to have considerate and respectful care, provide it in a safe environment, free from all forms of abuse and harassment, uh, that you are to have care without regard to race, creed, religion, color, sex, physical or mental, men, uh, mental disability. Um, let's see. And there are also uh, language in here that you have the right to obtain uh, the court to be involved and to be uh, in charge of your treatment and care. Uh, to you have the right to refuse treatment to the extent permitted by law. You have the right to leave the hospital even against the advice of the physician. You have the right to informed consent. You have the right to your uh, name of your physician. You have the right to uh, have to privacy and to be advised as to any reason of, for the presence of individuals. And so when you get these, these patient bill of rights, you have the right to expect that the hospital will make recent reasonable response to a patient's request for services. And so when you take the totality of these, patient bill of rights, you learn the enormous amount of a th power that a patient has over their own care. And you know what I did, JC, that I thought was very interesting? Um, I went ahead and looked at the Hippocratic Oath because everybody talks about the Hippocratic Oath. And I actually found out that doctors as a majority still take the Hippocratic Oath. And just as a little historical trivia for you there, I found that there is a classical version of the Hippocratic Oath, and there is also a modern version of the Hippocratic Oath, which is very, very interesting. And so the Hippocratic Oath, the classical version, is I swear by Apollo physician uh, Asclepius, Hygienia and all these Greek people. Um, and it goes on, I will apply dietetic measures for the benefit of the sick. According to my ability and judgment, I will keep them from harm and injustice. I will neither give a deadly drug to anybody who asks for it, nor will I make a suggestion to this effect. Similarly, I will not give to a woman an abortive remedy, in purity and holiness, I will guard my life and my art. And that's just a brief of it. But here's the modern version, interestingly enough. I swear to fulfill to the best of my ability and judgment this covenant. I will respect the hard-won scientific gains of those physicians who, in whose steps I walk, 
and gladly share the knowledge as is mine with those who are to follow. Wow. That first part is crazy. I know. I will respect the hard-won scientific gains of those physicians in whose steps I walk. I know, right? The, 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 the guys that used to tie up people's guts because they thought their yeah. organs were out of place. Those were physicians, right? Yeah. You have to respect their so-called scientific knowledge. Yeah, yeah. I will apply for the benefit of the sick all measures that are required, avoiding those twin traps of overtreatment and therapeutic nihilism. I will remember that there is an art to medicine as well as a science, and that warmth, sympathy, and understanding may outweigh the surgeon's knife or the chemist's drug. I will not be ashamed to say I know not, nor will I fail to call in my colleague when the skills of another are needed for a patient's recovery. I just found it very. Did they read this? Huh? Do they do they know this today? I, what, what is when you say oath? Because I'm not. I don't know this. I'm not a doctor. I should have asked a doctor. Uh, do they? Is this just something somewhere, or do they actually? When when you say oath, like is this even part of what? physicians go through? No, apparently through my research that I did um, this afternoon, they actually, most doctors still actually raise their hand and take this as an oath before they, maybe upon graduation or hmm. something like that. Uh, most doctors in America still take this, uh, this modern Hippocratic oath. I just found it very interesting that it used to say, I will neither give a deadly drug to anybody who asked for it, nor will I make a suggestion to this effect. Well, in that case, you know, they've eliminated that from the modern version because most of the drugs that they give people today have a deadly effect, right? You have this one. Um, I will not give to a woman an abortive remedy. Well, they can't say that today. Because, you know, you have a whole industry in that. So um, never once in the Hippocratic Oath does it say that I will respect the patient's wishes, right? I will listen to my patient. Uh, it does say that, you know, I'm, I'm, I will know that I don't know everything. I'm not ashamed to say I don't know. But it doesn't say anything about about the patient's authority to be involved in their own care. And I think that's why it's important that everybody understand the patient bill of rights, which is a verbalization of your right of bodily autonomy. I mean, that is the whole point for the patient bill of rights. It is your bodily autonomy. Otherwise, you know, what are you going to do about it? And I saw a couple of nurses in the chat room going, thank you for telling people about the patient bill of rights because they just simply don't know it. Now, all, not all the patient bill of rights are the same, but every hospital has a patient bill of rights and every pos every patient bill of rights that I have read has some clause or another that involves the patient in their own care. And I, and I know that the patient bill of rights were developed over uh, you know, the medical regulations over federal regulations because of the fact that people were not being involved in their own care. They I, were being denied. So I, I tell you, in light of what I would think modern history, recent history of, of the corruption in hospitals. The, I mean, when I look around, I see these corporate hospitals is it's just this sort this corporation right. that looks like the primary interest is making money. And my, my dad is a doctor and uh, my, my stepmom, my second mom uh, is a doctor, right? So they, they practice together and, <clears throat> you know, we hear the stories and descriptions and, and their experiences and then just looking at all this stuff. 
Um, I, I, I don't know. Some might say it's a bad thing, but I, I, my philosophy is I avoid hospitals at all costs. I, yeah. I just, uh, well, after the VA, I, hospital. I don't have any plans to go to a hospital. I mean, I, I just can't think, I, I can't think of a lot of reasons why I would go to a hospital. I mean, check this out. I, I can't tell you, JC, how many people I have helped in the last three years get the medical treatment that they need and also uh, remind, give them the power, because people knowledge in this point is power, give people the power to tell the hospital, Wow, I'm not going to do this. Look at this. To refuse treatment to the extent permitted by law and leave the hospital even against the vice of the physician. Right. You don't have to have a COVID test. You can, that is medical treatment. You can refuse it. And I've successfully helped people refuse that in the medical facilities by just simply pointing to the patient bill of rights. Mm -hmm. Why did you say, wow? No, I, well, I guess what you're just read, what you just said, uh, Flash River said, you know, if you you basically you work for an organization, they're forcing you to get a procedure. You're basically you become a patient, right? You're now a patient, yeah, right? So it's like you're these folks are being forced to be patients, and then told they don't have any rights. Yeah, but every every facility has a patient bill of rights. Mm-hmm. And you're saying people should be aware of those from right. the get-go. Yes. And that's the first First, thing. do your best not to go there. Yeah. First, do your best not to go. And then second, the minute you walk into that hospital, look, I'm going to tell you, if you know you're going, have it printed out. But even if you have the patient bill of rights in your hands, it, it, it is a very powerful thing to verbally ask for it. Because that puts the administration on notice that you know that you have rights and you know that they know that you have rights. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Even if you have it in your hand, you say, I want a copy of your hospital's patient bill of rights. Mm -hmm. And I have been able to help so many people avoid unwanted procedures to have actual authority over their own care by simply invoking the patient bill of rights, because there is liability here, JC, if they violate their own rights, if they violate their own patient bill of rights and someone is harmed in that. Mm -hmm. So if you verbalize and say, no, I don't want this. And I say, this is, it is my right to refuse treatment according to your Bill of Rights. And they still say, we won't treat you without doing this. Then you are under duress. Yeah, you are under duress. You submit and now they're liable to anything that happens to you. Yet yeah, highway patrol is coming in if, you, if you're now refusing, which is your right by the patient Bill of Rights. No, 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 you missed that. You, no, no, do. no, you missed that. You missed the highway patrol was sent to force the doctor to give ivermectin, not to make the patient take the ivermectin. Ah, so it was the other way around. That's why the media was saying that the Montana AG was completely off the mark I see. because the allegation is that the Montana AG sent the trooper there to force the hospital to give the patient ivermectin. Well, I tell but you the what. AG said, I don't have any authority to send the trooper there but the trooper showed up and well, threatened the hospital i have some good news yeah uh especially for this audience matter of fact i have some good news good news just for this audience um because we have a surprise guest that has website? just website? killed this topic yes i mean he's been on it from day one mm -hmm. destroying the nonsense, destroying the propaganda. Um, and, and by the way, long before uh, this tomfoolery, uh, he's been educating people all over the world, been exposing, uh, exposing the cabal, exposing government corruption and the lies um, for a very long time. So we have that special guest in just in just a matter of seconds that you're going to get to hear from. So are we ready to bring this amazing guy? And he has some amazing news, by the way, that once again, 
Uh, he's going to help everyone in America uh, and by extension, everyone on the planet. Are we ready to bring? Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? I don't think you're ready. Are we ready to bring him in? Let's bring him in. Ladies and gentlemen, I feel like I need a drum roll. The one and only <laughs> incomparable Ben Swan. Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks we so are so happy you. that you are here with us. I don't think anyone's ever called me incomparable before. Incomparable. <laughs> the incomparable. There, no one compares to that. That's very kind. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Ben. It's an honor to have you here on the show. Thank you. We've met thank several you times on the road. And so, uh, by the way, this is funny, Ben. You know what I remember about you more than any, I mean, other than how brilliant you are and and what what an amazing, I mean, you you think on your feet very quickly. It's one of those things that I've always wanted to be able to do as well as you do. But you know what I remember about Ben Swan meeting him on the road? He always has the best rental cars. What? <laughs> he does. He always has the best rental cars. I was who, like, ben, who so, thinks of that? I really? am so envious because he's always got the best <laughs> rental cars. <laughs> only, only, only my wife comes up with that kind of well, I, I now, now you're gonna hold me to a standard. I don't even think about it. So now I'll be, I'll be self-conscious about it. Am I renting yeah, well, a rental car this time? <laughs> So, so Ben, I can't imagine uh, anybody here doesn't know you, but for for the sake of that possibility, um, yeah. uh, tell tell who is Ben Swan. Tell us sure. why everybody should know Ben Swan. Give us a, a brief background and let the let the uninitiated know. Absolutely. Well, twenty years plus in broadcast journalism. I've worked for CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox. Don't hold it against me. Um, and and so I've worked in all these places. Spent a long career. Uh, as an investigative journalist and just trying to expose corruption and at one point decided I, I can't do it uh, from this position within mainstream media. Um, you know, my last stop was was in, at CBS in Atlanta and it just just couldn't do it anymore. Um, it just was hindering too much. And so uh, years ago, I broke off and did something called the Truth in Media Project. But about three years ago, after leaving CBS, decided to do something um, truly unique at the time, which was start looking at how to build social media platforms that could be decentralized and could really counter what was happening in the social, because that's where I saw the new battle was happening. The old battle was over whether or not you would have have truth and accuracy in broadcast media. Well, that that war is actually over. We lost. Uh, and so instead, <laughs> I was going to say, is, yeah, imagine that. What right. an interesting concept. <laughs> yeah, we lost. We lost that one. Uh, and so then the next question became, well, there's going to be, and this was about three, four years ago that I realized this. There is going to be a purge coming of content creators and and independent voices on social media on social media platforms and so i saw it a long time ago um and was warning people that it would happen i, I was warning them even before alex jones was was kicked off of facebook that's how long ago uh, i was warning people that it would happen of course we saw it ramp up and then when when you know covid came along then it accelerated and continues to accelerate and so right. uh that's that's the new passion project as i continue to also um, do investigative journalism still. I was actually kicked off Twitter two years ago. Uh, I, I was kicked off before Donald Trump was kicked off. Right, there you go. Yes. <laughs> and they kicked me off Twitter for posting a screenshot of the CDC website. Yeah. So, Ben, yep. you, you, I mean, now the, the, the uh, project is come, coming to fruition. fruition. You guys are launching right now, right? That's right. We actually launched on Monday. The, the site is Sovereign, S-O-V-R-E-N, Sovereign.media. Um, it, it's been going great so far. We're still working through a few bugs in the system, obviously, but I encourage folks to go over there and get a username, sign up immediately, uh, and start following content creators. It'll be a lot easier to follow content creators in the next couple of days as we work through some of these issues. But, um, you know, it's kind of our soft launch, and it's gone extremely well. Uh, we're seeing a lot of traffic on the site, a lot of people interested in it. Bobby Kennedy's now uh, over on our site. He was, of course, purged from pretty much all social media. So he is there and, and is now posting on our, our uh, platform. And, you know, what we're really just trying to do is, is create a platform that, that overcomes censorship in two ways. There are other folks who are trying to overcome censorship on the free speech side, you know, making sure that, that users aren't deleted and removed. And I think that's ideal and that's what we're trying to do as well. 
But there's another issue, and that is the issue of censorship on the technological side, right? So Apple and Google and, and Amazon, these big tech companies are working together to collude to remove anyone, and when I say anyone, I mean any company that comes along to try to be, uh, you know, a, a new player in this space, right? And, and create options in this space and create competition in this space. And so, you know, this monopolistic practice that we talk about, all these companies being monopolies, well, they are monopolies, but the truth is they're monopolies in, in ways other than just owning their own space. Think about this, Apple, Amazon, Google, Twitter, Facebook. They don't actually compete with each other. In fact, it, it's the opposite. Like if you look at some of the, the numbers that have come out in the last couple of years, you know, Google, for instance, actually pays Amazon about $4 billion a year in order to make Amazon the, the primary search engine on all of its phones. Right. And you as a user don't even have an option, right? Because Google's buying space on Amazon's phone. And, and some people might hear that and think, well, that's weird because doesn't Google also own Android? Like, aren't they competitors? But they're not actually competitors. Facebook was paid by Google to not build out its, its video ad player uh, so that it wouldn't be competition. So rather than Facebook ever making an investment in that, mm -hmm. they were simply given billions of dollars in checks every year from Google to say, keep this space open for us. So there's actually a collusion going on between these companies where they all own their own space and then they work together to smash any competition that comes along. And so we're working on a technological answer to all of that. So they're not competing, they're colluding. That's right. Absolutely, they are. And I think we all can see that, right? We can see what's happening. And, and there's a push for even more collusion, by the way. You all know that, that Jen Psaki, the, the White House uh, flack, goes out there and, and talks about how, he, how she wants to see, and the Biden administration wants to see, a new standard in social media where if you're banned from one platform, you're banned from them all. And that's that's an insane idea. Like that's that's like saying if if you know we should all have collusion among all restaurants. That if a patron misbehaves in one restaurant and they get kicked out, they should be banned from all restaurants, right? You should be banned from all grocery stores. Why would we ever think that, right? That doesn't make any sense. It certainly wouldn't make sense if these companies are independent companies. They wouldn't ban someone on Facebook because they did something that YouTube didn't like. Yeah, we covered on the show. Um feels like years ago, but it probably wasn't that long. It was just, you know, maybe last year, the uh, House Communications Committee meeting where they wanted to define uh, what is disinformation. And that whole, that whole, it was back in, it was on Zoom, Matt, and so it was during the COVID thing. Yeah. That whole committee meeting was frightening on how they were going to define disinformation and misinformation and make uh, make media not just simply regulated, but illegal if it fell mm -hmm. into their definition of disinformation. And that's, I mean, that's what this administration would love to do. Absolutely. This, this administration is going to continue to push for that, but the truth is it's not just the administration that wants it, right? It's also uh, the, the actual tech companies want it themselves. They want more control. They want more government bureaucratic hands reaching in and, and controlling what content is out there because then they're not responsible for it. They continue to make the, the, the trillions of dollars as they're valued with these market caps of over a trillion dollars. They continue to make obscene amounts of money. They're able to make that money because there's no one pushing back on them and, and no one's saying, you know, you, your practices of making your users your product and selling their data and harvesting their data is wrong. No one's saying that. Meanwhile, um, you know, look at like this Facebook whistleblower, for instance, right? This fake whistleblower who's come out um, and tried to out Facebook. The truth is, and by the way, the number one test of how you know this this woman, uh, Frances Haugen, is a fake whistleblower would be this. She went on 60 Minutes on Sunday night. By Monday afternoon, she was in front of Congress um, testifying. And in the about 12 hour span between those two events, something incredible happened. She was Twitter blue checked 
in that amount of time. She went from being a Facebook whistleblower on 60 Minutes and then becoming blue checkmarked on Twitter before she got in front of Congress. And of course, she's repped by all these, uh, you know, Obama um, insiders who, who run PR right. firms and legal firms. But what is she actually saying? She's not a whistleblower. What she's coming out and saying is, it's not bad that Facebook is, is huge. It's not bad that Facebook is taking advantage of its users by mining their data. What she's saying is the, the answer needs to be Facebook's bad because it's allowing too much speech still. And the answer is let the government take control of the algorithms. She's mm -hmm. not even saying government will regulate speech. She knows that they don't need right. to regulate speech. She's saying give them control of the algorithms because once they have the algorithms, they'll make determinations about what is okay and not without even telling you. The thing wow. is when they control the algorithms, they don't have to tell you that they're removing you for this. The algorithm does all of it for them. Man, that's next level. That is crazy. You yeah. know what else, Ben? They, they benefit from this regulation the same way the big corporations benefit from government regulation That's because right. we all know that the big corporations are not harmed by government regulation. They're actually benefited by it because number one, if they have to pay a fine, they can afford it, but it eliminates competition in the market because any no startup can compete at the level of the trillion dollar established big corporations. Nobody, no mom and pop can can actually win when the government is picking winners and losers. And now with media, with social media and regulations, then you have the government picking winners and losers there as well, and then startups like yours and and free speech zones like you have on 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 uh on your channel will be eliminated simply by the cost of regulation absolutely it, it absolutely will and so the the answer to that by the way the only answer because eventually we're going to get to that point mm -hmm. right it, it's not a question of if it's a question of when how right. long before that happens and i think that the answer to it is instead of waiting for the inevitable Right. There, there are some other folks out there right now who are creating some of these platforms. And, and as you guys know, uh, President Trump announced his platforms that's coming out. Uh, and I think, th listen, it's great that he's he's going to get behind a platform. Technologically, I don't understand what they're doing because they're building it on the Apple App Store. Right? <laughs> what are you guys doing? I mean, seriously, this is exactly what Parler did. And Parler was taken down overnight. It took, it took nothing to take them down. And they'll do the same to his side unless right. he does something different. And so what is the answer? Well, the answer is something called decentralization. You have to decentralize all of these industries so that it doesn't fall under one entity. It doesn't belong to one entity. And by the way, that also means that in the long run, government can't come after one entity, right? So you decentralize all of it. It's, it's the same concept that Napster once had, right? It's, right. it's you know, you separate. There's a, there's a pretty interesting book uh, that a, a good friend of mine gave me. It's called The Starfish and the Spider. And it talks about the difference between centralized technologies and companies versus decentralized. What was fascinating about this book to me though, and the, the, the dear friend who uh, gave it to me uh, was so convinced of the power of this book, but they gave certain examples. Wikipedia was one of those examples of decentral uh, decentralization and how powerful it was. Napster and, and decentralization, how powerful it was. The problem is, is that this book was written a few years ago. And so when you look at the book now, it's one of two things. Either those companies, many of them don't exist anymore because they were ultimately smashed, or they were co-opted. Mm -hmm. And that was more interesting to me, right? The, the entities like Wikipedia, which this book talks so highly of Wikipedia as this brilliant way of, of crowdsourcing and decentralizing information. And I think when you read it, you think, wow, okay, the original purpose, intent of Wikipedia was so promising, but at some point you allowed it to be handed over to the wrong people. So I think right. there are a lot of lessons that we can learn looking back at other entities that have been decentralized in the past and how you protect against that. So it's going to be it's going to be great because as a content provider who's now been kicked off YouTube twice and had content pulled uh, and you know been kicked off Instagram or been, been kicked off Twitter, not only that, when we make our content Ben, we can see the throttling. We know yes. it's happening. And so having a, a platform like yours available to content providers is, is going to be 
amazing knowing not only do you respect truth in of itself, but the way that you have the system protected so that it can't be ripped down. But like you said, Apple or somebody, somebody else's platform that you're on. So I'm going to pull up the site. I'm going to pull up the site here uh, real quick. People can see it again. Sovereign.media, S-O-V-R-E-N.media. So uh, tell us just real quickly what, where are you so far? So people go up. Uh, how do they? How do they get involved in this? What's you know? Give them. Give them an idea. Right. What's, so what's there now? Where you're going? Absolutely. So if you go right now to Sovereign.media, you can sign up. You get a username. You sign up with uh, your username and password, and then you'll have a feed. And then once you have a feed, you can begin posting content uh, into your feed. It's, it's similar to Facebook in that way. There are content creators that you can follow, and you can, be, can begin sharing their content as well. Uh, I'll warn you right now, if you're headed over there and you say, well, I'm going to jump on this search, I'll start searching through it. The search is not working very well at this point. We'll have that fixed within just a couple of days, so be patient with that part of it. Uh, but go ahead and get your username and, and establish that account, and you can start posting within your own feed and you can begin follow following content and then once you've done that you once all that is worked out with the share and and with the search you'll then be able to really access it i think in a more vibrant way and mm -hmm. interact with communities and by the way this is phase one phase two which we're going to hit very soon is going to have a live streaming um component to it so you'll be able to live stream through it also we'll have uh groups or what we call sovereign circles which are groups similar to what facebook was supposed to be doing before they turned it into a, a way of putting people in a, like cattle into their own cages mm -hmm. uh and so we'll be using it that way so that people can organize and communicate with each other um in ways that they haven't been able to because they're they're getting cut off from that so those other features will be added very soon we're working on it right now Again, we just launched on Monday, so uh, we have a plan to get to all of these and, and to on-ramp to all of them. Um, but there are some bugs, as with every you know technology, getting it getting it to that point. Now, you've spoken a little bit about the you know some of these other places being in the Apple Store and 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 uh, you know Parler and those examples. So, yep. what what can you tell us about what is the difference here with what you're doing? So the, so the biggest difference between what we're doing is, for instance, you can't go to Sovereign right now through the App Store. We have no app on, on Google. We have no app, uh, app on Apple, and we're never going to. There's never going to be a Sovereign app on either of those app stores because what will happen is as soon as they decide they don't want us to be there anymore, they'll let our, our users come in, right? Mm -hmm. So and this is, again, what I'd warn others about. What they'll do is they'll open the gate, and they let you bring all these people in. They let it happen right. with Parler. Parler was the number one app on the App Store. And then at the moment of their choosing, not yours, their choosing, they cut it off. And so all of a sudden, all of your people who have been dependent on accessing you through their phone can no longer access you through their phone. Um, and, and so what we're doing is we're building um, native web apps that will still function in the same way and still be able to send notifications, especially through technologies like Telegram. We'll be able to notify you of content, but we will not be building on their platforms. The other thing that makes us different is that we are building on, um, eventually we'll be fully there, but we're building on the blockchain. And so our technology is not being built on the same Silicon Valley model of, of these other companies that so they're reliant upon AWS or reliant upon a company that's reliant upon AWS, right? Because AWS, if you don't know, controls about 40% of all cloud computing uh, in the world. It's unbelievable how much cloud computing they control. Microsoft and, and Google control another about 20% of it. And mm -hmm. so those companies, if they don't like you, all they do is they go to the, the independent server um, that's hosting you and they say, hey, if you want some of our contracts, we'll pay you. But if you want that, you've got to kick these guys off and they're not going to protect you. Right. So what we're doing is we're utilizing blockchain, which is the same technology that powers Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. We're utilizing that technology as a way of protecting against those systems, decentralizing, placing servers essentially globally around the world, um, and then also protecting our DNS, our domain name service, because the other way that they can cut you off is by refusing access to your domain service. The easiest way people would recognize that, that's what happened to Facebook, what, two weeks ago when they disappeared um, off of the internet for about seven hours. It was that their, their servers could not c communicate with their domain service. Um, and so we're, we're building that through the blockchain as well, through something called unstoppable domains and protecting our domains. Think of it this way. Everybody else is essentially building on a piece of land that some landlord or landlords own. We decided instead of going to their land and building our house on their land, we're just gonna go buy a piece of land 
and we'll start building from there. Building in a completely separate system that they have no control over the electricity, the water, none of it. We control all. Amen. Of it. Don't don't be don't be a tenant. Be the owner. That's right. I have a legal question, and I hate to put you on the spot that I didn't actually, sure. you know, ask you up front. But this is something that's happened to us recently. Something that we've become aware that is happening more and more. There's a there's a new kind of swatting that's going on. Uh, it's uh, legally speaking, they're called trademark trolls, and what mm -hmm. they do is they find people uh, whose content they don't like. Yes. And then they search the trademarks for for uh, trademark similarities, and then they go to a, a company and say, "I was confused. I thought you were them." And then they come and they sue. They threaten to sue unless you, know, you change your name, change your demo domain name, and everything like this. With you owning your land, mm -hmm. what kind of access does the federal government have over the domain names on your place? Well, and so and the feds come and strip them down and say you have to get off or we're going to, you know. Well, when you when you talk about the the what kind of controls do we have over the content creators in those domains? Mm -hmm. No, they're domain names because right. that's part of the, the. Yeah. So for our own personal domain names, obviously, we own those. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're able to access those because of of um, trademarks that we have filed. Right. But in terms of, of content creators, so one of the things, while it's still in existence, and by the way, it is a good law, is this thing called Section 230, right? So Section mm -hmm. 230 is what protects companies right now, and we've heard a lot right. about it in the news. And, and a lot of conservatives, if you're listening, conservatives, think it's a bad thing. Section 230 is not a bad thing. It's yeah, my listeners know that it's it's a good thing, so my okay, crowd good, already good. knows. Yeah, good, yeah. <laughs> 230 is a very important thing, which it prevents you as a platform from being sued for anything that mm -hmm. users are doing on your platform. You are not liable for anything that they do. Now, there's a lot of talk about getting rid of that. We should never get rid of that. What right. you need to do is you need to make the companies act as platforms and not publishers. And I'm mm -hmm. sure you've explained all of this to them because right. you're brilliant and, and I know that you're able to do that. But that's what really is, is the separation is that we have to continue to, to stake our ground on the fact that we are a platform. So as an entity, we are actually not creating. Sovereign is creating no content. Right. Right. We are simply a content uh, neutral platform and we are opening ourselves up to content creators. And then those content creators are able to come on and build on that platform without any liability for us. So everybody go to sovereign.media, S-O-V-R-E-N. You you know this show. We we're not endorsement people. We do not endorse lightly. Um, you know, you know that about us if you've been with us. So if there's somebody we are recommending to you, is because we 100 percent believe in this. We know that this person is a person of character, a person of integrity, Amen. a person who's a patriot, a person who is sincere about his endeavors. And, and, and the mission is for the people. The mission is for liberty. So we are telling you from the Chris Ann Hall show, go to sovereign.media, sign up, uh, help this. As you heard Ben say, big tech, big media, they're not competing, they're colluding. Yeah. But Ben Swan is not complaining. He is constructing and he's also not cloning. We're not doing the same thing on the same systems, the same stuff. So we're constructing a system that's a solution and it's going to be a system that's that takes uh, takes the productive route, the successful route, the, the, the right route. Uh, and, and a lot. Of, let's, let's just and I'm not speaking for Ben. I'm going to speak for JC right now. We don't want to dump our resources down a rat hole yeah. because for whatever reason or another, because either the people don't know any better or perhaps the people are part of the problem and we don't know any better. And, and they're running this same route only for your legs to be cut out from under you. So yeah. go to sovereign.media, sign up. It's it is a work in prog progress like any other thing. Uh, they're not interested in giving us a free run up up the side. Uh, they're going to try to come and attack there. You, you'll probably see which I, I like how uh, our, our old friend Andrew Breitbart said any publicity is good publicity. But you'll probably start seeing all these articles about how bad Ben Swan is. <laughs> and here's sure. another right wing nut. 
so that they can, you know, start targeting this. But you're building a system that's defensible. I believe a, a system that's gonna gonna stand up and be something amazing for people who love liberty and people who love America. You know what I love about it, Ben, is the fact that it's a solutionary situation. You're not whining and crying about the getting on the leftist platform. You're like, why we need to sue and make the government make Twitter be me, you know, let me on there and make YouTube let me on there. That stuff really ticks me off. Why do I want to promote and enrich the people that hate me? Why am I fighting to do that? Let's let's promote and enrich those who will put those resources back into like minded truth seeking platforms. By the way. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. When when I when I see you or think of you, Ben, I don't think of rental cars. <laughs> I I always think there's a man with James Bond style and rock star <laughs> hair. That that's what I think. Well, so joking aside, Ben, your the the delivery that you have is phenomenal, but the truth that you bring, and I will just tell you this. Um just so people know how valuable the truth is because of the way media lies to us. I I don't think, I don't think the American people, even those who are generally truth seekers, I don't think they realize just how much is hidden from us and your investigative. uh, I don't know if it's called an investigative report, your expose on the Syrian refugee, the Syrian war changed my life. Not just simply from, uh, you know, the understanding that particular thing, but it made me look at foreign affairs in a completely different way. And that in and of itself, I just want to say to people, is the value of sovereign media because, yes, you're going to find a truth in a story, but it's not just that truth. It's the way it changes the way you see your world around you to make you seek out other truths in other places. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, the idea that when you when you are in, encounter something, I, I guess the term we use now a lot is red pilled, right? That reference right. to the Matrix. But you and you have this moment, this epiphany, where um, and I guess the term we used to use, remember, in the in the late '90s, was paradigm shift, right? Everyone yeah. talked about yeah, yeah. paradigm shift. <laughs> but that's that's what it is, right? You, you're seeing the world for so long one way, and all of a sudden there's this shift, and 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 it's not just one thing; it's dominoes. Now that's fallen down, and that's fallen down, and and the whole world starts to look different to you. And right. I, I want to say this too. You know, as you can see, I'm, I'm clearly not in the studio. <laughs> I'm coming to you guys from a, a hotel, but the reason for that is we're working on an incredible uh, set of interviews we're going to be releasing in the next couple of days, and it's actually next couple of weeks. Um, but just revealing truth about what's going on right now um, within these corrupt systems that are, you know, when it comes to these vaccines, and and I don't want to say a whole lot about it because I don't want to tip off right. too much. Uh, there's some time sensitivity to some of it. But just sharing stories of what is happening, it right. is, you know, uh, I mean, you guys know, you guys know, this is a spiritual battle. It's not right. a, it's not a, a battle of flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle that is taking place, and and part of that spiritual battle is to to break through the deceit that is on people, right. the control that's on people, that where they cannot see truth, and and wherever uh, the spirit of God goes, it goes there to bring truth and right. and truth is sometimes ugly and it hurts and sometimes it's it's what we don't want to hear we've got to hear it we've got to wake up to it amen i was really excited to see our friend michael bolden i was gonna say <laughs> i so i go to the yeah. site i i open the page and the first face i see there is our friend michael bolden i think i'm sold okay that's it yeah all right. I I like, i'm gonna come for ben but you know, the, the, the cherry on top is knowing that Mr. Uh, that our friend Michael Bolden is there. One of the nicest guys. We just, yeah. we just saw him uh, in Orlando. We got to go to uh, Tom, Tom Woods, 2000th episode and we got to hug him there. So that was so good. Fi- final words uh, to people before we have to sign off. Uh, I Listen, I would just say, go to sovereign, sign up for it. Be patient with us. Tell your friends. Spread the word about it. Let people know that, listen, and to what Chris Ann said, I think is so true. 
why would we waste time uh, on these other platforms except to say this, don't delete your Facebook and mm -hmm. don't delete your Twitter. And if you're still on YouTube, because I'm not, I got kicked off there a month ago, don't, don't get rid of that. Hold those accounts, keep your Instagrams, and use them now as, as megaphones and microphones mm -hmm. to be able to share content you find on Sovereign until they kick you off. Right. Utilize their own systems against them to promote and to, to share the message of what, where else people can find truth. And, and eventually they'll you know, set the algorithms on us and they'll kick off anyone who's using them. And that's okay, because there's we'll nothing there. of value there anyways. But, but until then, utilize their systems against them. I encourage you to do it. Yeah, by the time they kick us off, we'll all be over there. So yeah. that's right. Whatever. <laughs> you know, thank you, Ben, for being tireless in this. Uh, you are a winter soldier and a rainy day patriot in every way, shape, or form. And I'm I am I am proud to call you friend. So uh, we are you, just you happy guys to honor be on board me. I with thank you. you. I thank you. All right, Ben Swan, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if if this is your first introduction, search him out. I mean, you should you should go look at his content. He's, he's got his own channels, his own stuff. I mean, the guy is an accomplished journalist, has been for quite some time, investigative journalist. Um, so go look it up. I, I mean, most people here are going to take our word for it, but you don't have to. Uh, Ben's work speaks for itself. So go check it out and uh, encourage you to sign up. And and I, I mean, I'm looking forward to that day, Ben, where then we're finally kicked off and we don't care because we've all made the transition. We're all over there. I talked to a guy recently in uh, central Florida. And he was like, everybody should have already left this stuff. Everybody should have left in a day. And I said, but there's been nowhere to go. That's, That's right. the problem. So if we all just up and leave. Then you're done. You're silent. Nobody knows where you went. That's, That's, that's right. what they want to do. So I, I said, the, the problem has been the lack of solutionaries yes. putting their money where their mouth is. And so don't be a revolutionary, be a solutionary. That's, that's who Ben Swan is. That's who we aspire to be. So thank you, sir, for your service uh, to Liberty in what you're doing to, to help people. And while we're on these platforms, Ben, we're going to be snagging as many people as we can and giving them those paradigm shifts to bring that's them along right. with us. That's the right. harvest is plenty. All right. That's God right. bless you, my friend. Take you care. Thank Thanks you. for coming on. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the incomparable. Uh, the man with James Bond style and rock star hair, Ben Swan, uh, truth teller extraordinaire. So check check him out. Um, watch his material and then support this endeavor, support this mission. We're going to be there. Uh, our content's going to be there. It's going to be a lot of content creators. As I look, you know, look look at it, sign up. As he said, you share stuff. You can become a content creator. Um, so good stuff good stuff these are the these are solutions and we talked about this now this has been a project in the works they've been working on for for uh, a long time even before the other ones that popped up uh, like parlor suddenly popped up well Ben and these guys were already had already been working on theirs for a good while and you see parlor pops up you know and then it's taken out and that's one of the reasons I think it's taken a little bit longer because they're they've tried to uh, be very deliberate and meticulous about how they're constructing this thing so they would, you know, you don't suffer the same fate uh, as some of these other endeavors. And so I'm, I'm very excited about this. And uh, I think this is going to be, uh, this is going to be great. So we encourage you to check it out. All right, guys, that is the end of the Chris Ann Hall show today. Remember how this works make sure you like and share. So the more we get to follow us here, the more we can take over to Sovereign with us. Um, go over to Sovereign, S-O-V-R-E-N dot media. Get up, sign up, and get started over there. Uh, make sure you uh, like and share here, like and share, and leave your comments. If you're watching, if you're listening, leave your comments. Every time you leave a comment, then you help us overcome those algorithms that he was talking about that are designed to, to kill our content. You can follow me on IG at chrisann.hall, and you can also watch the Noncompliant Movie at noncompliantmovie.com. Don't forget... Your Constitution American History Training, uh, LibertyFirstSociety.com, uh, as the founders themselves would be 
teaching it. Make sure you leave your comment here. Tell everybody why you like the show. What was your favorite part? My favorite part was obviously Ben Swan. Ben Swan. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for joining us today. And we will see you again on Friday. God bless. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. We have a power. And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged one person will stand up upon a single person and then everybody else will stand a gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs a tampa bay pastor has been arrested sentenced to a week in she jail she also and tore up a cease and desist letter we have a posterity waiting for us to say we will not comply so you will be free We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future where our children will not have that option. Why do we sit down when all should be standing? And why do we?